on page Ayn Vav. So the Rebbe was explaining that until now, until now, all of all of these discussions of of working on on different meters on humility, these problems with laziness, and so on, all of these were just to do sort of a cleaning of the cheder, of the of the room of the person so that he would be able to cons- to continue with his avoda after having removed the poisonous effects of the negative meters to be able then to decorate so to speak in the muscle he gave to decorate the room meaning his personality his his avodas Hashem to such a degree that, it, that he'd be worthy of receiving the king in his life. But as he says over and over, this is these are only guidelines. So on page Ayin Vav, where it says, Halo Tira, is Divri Hamadrish. So the Rebbe continues, Halo Tira is Divri Hamadrish. The Madrish says in Kahalas, Mi Nivra Bishvil Mi. Who was created for who? Yisrael Bishvil HaTorah or HaTorah Bishvil Yisrael? And the question looks like it's very simple. It's really, it's really very deceiving. It's not so simple, the question. Who was created for who? What's the Tachlis? The Jewish people created as a means of carrying out, for the purpose of carrying out the Torah. Was the Torah created so that there can be a Jewish people who would live this way? The Medrash concludes that the Torah was created for Yisrael. So the Rebbe says that one should be one should be extremely moved by this and in wonder. In the Torah that is so holy, and there's so many halachas about how the Torah has to be treated. And any of us, any of us that would, would, any of us would be terrified at the thought of a Sefer Torah being, God forbid, mistreated, or a, tar- a Sefer Torah chalila falling, or when a Torahs, Torahs have been have been burned, or Torahs have been stolen, Hashem Yirachim. How that, how that has a terrible, terrible effect upon all of us. And the Rebbe says, but you see from the Medrash, Chazal telling us that that very, that very same Torah, she kol kach kedosha, it's so holy. And Torah is Hashem, and it's the Torah of Hashem. She kol kach ishtaykiku amalochim alayam. And it's the very same Torah that all of the malachim were jealous about, that the malachim, the angels, wanted to receive, and they fought with Moshe Rabbeinu over this very same Torah. The entire purpose of the creation of this Torah is Bishvil Yisrael here. It's for the Jewish people. The Infinite One came to Har Sinai. With all the Malachim. And here thunder, earthquakes. And all of this for Hakol Bishvi Yisrael. 
And all of this is for Yisrael. Tachlis biyosa v'tirchas kodshay. Dal tachlis of the Rabbi Yisraelim leaving the higher world, kaviyachal, and entering into this world. It wasn't just for Moshe Rabbeinu, it wasn't for, it wasn't just for the Jews that left Mitzrayim. But Chazal say that the Torah was created for Yisrael, the Rebbe says it means for you, who's reading this Sefer, and your Chavayim and your buddies, <coughs> and many, many years after Har Sinai. Shetiyu Yisraelim Am Kreva, the Torah was created for Yisrael, that you should be a Yisrael, that you should be a real Jew. And this should be the goal towards which you should always, for which you should always yearn and long. That the Torah should be close to you. That you should be attached to the Torah. And libcha v'nafshcha yagishu afheim as hakadosh Yisrael asheshechin mekirbam, and that your heart and soul should sense, should feel the presence of the Holy One of Yisrael of Hashem who dwells within you. Kaniskel el v'im kain gam atet zarech lufol b'zeh. So the Rebbe says, teaching every one of us that we also have to do something to bring this about. We have to awaken the soul from its from that which is containing and holding it back. Which is locked and shut in the body, and we have to draw the soul out and bring it closer to her to her father who's waiting, who's waiting for her. This requires a great amount of work. Talmud Vosik. He says, I'm afraid, the Rebbe says, I'm worried that you've been frightened by, by, what, I've been, by what I've been saying. You thought that all of the aliyahs that I've been demanding of you until now, you thought, that this was just another manual telling you about the importance of working on Yemidis and the and telling you and telling you uh, some means, some methods of improving yourselves. And again, another safer telling you how to get rid of some of the filth, this poisonous filth that has that has distorted the reality of uh, of your lives. The and you assume that by doing this, that by, by clearing out, that by cleaning out some of these poisonous midas and their effects upon you, you assumed that this would be enough. Less alloys. This would be enough for your Aliyah in Avodah Hashem, Veliyas Ish Yisrael Amiti, and that they knew it would be a true Jew, a true Ish Yisrael. Vehevanta Yisan. And that you understood completely what I was saying. Loikain Atta. Now you're scared, now you're frightened, because now you realize it's not, I'm not done. We're not finished. Even after you've worked hard to clean, to clean 
uh, yourselves and to correct your midas. Shuv here I'm coming again, and the safe is not finished, and now I'm pushing you for aliyah v'iskarvus. I'm telling you that you that the Torah is created for you, and that you have to you have to strive for these higher levels of dvekas of attachment. Aliyah <coughs> even a greater aliyah shakolatz muschi yiskarv l'Hashem, that your very being become closer to Hashem. To you, this is like something extra, something additional. You know, we all think like that. We all think that halavai that we shouldn't that we shouldn't be balikas and baligayva and balitayva, and that can we high maybe you know be 120 and we and and uh, we could appeal to to the Rebbeinu Shalom to to let us in. But as far as sheifas, as far as yearning to reach high madragas, to reach great levels and and to get closer and closer to Hashem, for most of us, it's, we think that that's like a tosefis. That's like you know, that's like something that's extra. That's you know, that's uh, there are big tzaddikim that do that, and that's not something which uh, that's not something which is required. It's something which is expected. There's special people, and then, you know, and so they don't have to write any biography of me. You know, I'm not Michael, and uh, and this, if I won't, no one will hang my picture in the sukkah. I'll be Michael, but. Uh, it's not for it's not for uh, it's not for people like myself. That's a tisefis. That's like that's like you know uh, that's a super deluxe. But the ikir is halavai halavai. I should just not. I shouldn't scream like in it like in a shugan anymore. And I shouldn't be such a baltaiva. I should be able to have my mind clear of some of some of the crazy thoughts that it's grown up with. <clears throat> Listen, Sadiqim, you're lucky if you have one in town, if you have a tzaddik in town. And that's when you had major metropolis like Piazetsna, you understand? That's when you're dealing with large cities like Piazetsna. But in a city like New York, maybe, you know, a tzaddik, So the thought is that, you know, every city deserves to have a tzaddik, it's nice. But as far as a poshut yid, as far as a regular Jew, the thought that you have is that you're potent that you're that you're exempt from these madragas. This is not your Indian. <clears throat> the halavai should just work on some of the midas that we've been talking about. The Rebbe says toz gedayla Isa. This is a terrible mistake that you've made. We, this is a mistake we've all made. Kihain emes. It's true. It's true that the greatness of, the, of those great tzaddikim and their closeness to Hashem and the alias of their nisham is certainly beyond our, the comprehension of a simple person, of an ish That's true. But every single Jew, no matter who he is, Cannot be a Jew who serves Hashem with a heart that is dry. With a soul that's asleep and that's hidden. Hear the words? He had something similar in Sava's ears. That unless sometimes, at least occasionally, this person is able to take a flight and to rise to a madrega, which is above his own madre- above himself. In a to live that way, in the way of the true tzaddikim, 
to live that way where every single every single thought, every single word, every single action is an expression of Dveikist Hashem. So the Rebbe says, it's true that it's difficult for people, simple people like us, to be masik these things. We can't even understand how that is. But the Rebbe says, you shouldn't delude yourself into thinking that you could be, uh, that you could even be a Pashatiyya, the simple Jew, who's Ayyad Hashem, if your heart is empty and if your soul is dry, and if you're not, if you're not able to at least be once in a while a big tzaddik, even for, even for a moment, even for even for an hour, for, for for twenty minutes, whatever it is to be to be a tzaddik, to hold on to something higher, that at least when you at least when you land, that it gives you kaiches to serve Hashem with some excitement and some degree of involvement. <laughs> to be taken to a place that's above yourself. See, most of us have ourselves like categorized. The same way you have these idiotic things like this one's modern orthodox, this one's uh, <laughs> this one's Haredi, this one's you know Dati Lumi, this one's uh, you know Chiloni Notella Dati Lumi Haredi Chasidi Litai Sardi, whatever you know. All these all these things. And people want to fit, everybody wants to fit nicely into, certain, into a certain category. You figure you have a social security number, you have to also fit into, you have to have a certain, you have to have a certain way of identifying yourself, where are you holding in your Yiddishkeit, and you figure this is what I do, this, this, this is my Yiddishkeit. My Yiddishkeit is, I try, I try to put on tefillin, I try to put on sitzis, I try to, to learn a little bit, to daven. <clears throat> I work on myself to try maybe to get to shul once in a while, or bekriyas, and so on. And we place ourselves in certain categories, and we assume that basically that's who we are. And and were I to take a flight beyond myself, I would be afraid that, uh, of, of being accused of being a hypocrite, not by other people. Nobody has to know how you. Nobody has to know whether you said tikkun chatzos that night. But you'd be afraid of being accused of being a hypocrite by yourself. I'm saying Tikkun Chatzayis, I'm a maneuver like me. How many people in America even saw Tikkun Chatzayis? I'm not asking you to raise your hand. <laughs> How many even saw what's Tikkun Chatzayis? What is? Who's Tikkun Chatzayis? What's Tikkun Chatzayis? Tikkun Chatzayis, oh, that was like the Chavetz Chaim, you know, that was, that was big people. That's not, that's, not, uh, that's not for someone like me. So maybe you could say that maybe somebody like yourself, somebody like myself, that we're not holding by the avoid of taking chatzayis, the chavetz chaim, crying, and you know, all the ma'isim that we know from tzaddik and by chatzayis. So how come we can't say once in a while taking chatzayis? What would be so bad if we said if we tried once a month to go to lamala lamala? Because what happens is that when you come lamata lamata, then you say, "Oh boy, you're some you're some kind of a Jew." You say tikkun chatzayis, and then you and then you have these thoughts. This is a toast. This is this is something that comes. This way of thinking is is one of the most powerful methods of the sitrach of the other side to prevent us to prevent us from realizing the greater kaiches that we have. And one of the most popular words. That you'll hear coming from the mouth of any of any from person is, I don't want to be a hypocrite. It's that whole lotion of I don't want to be a hypocrite. Mainly with everything else in life, he's not so careful. When it comes to Avodas Hashem, there, you know, he's afraid that that he might be branded a hypocrite. Why don't you think like this? That no, 
what the Bani Shalom, what the Bani Shalom wants of you is to work on yourself to be a tzaddik, to be a Ben Aliyah. And even if you feel that you can't do that on a regular basis, Lakalapachis, you should uncover within yourself, you should you should you should be able to unearth within your life moments, an hour, fifteen minutes a day of tremendous avaida, of tremendous avaida sashad. Many times I've mentioned to you the Maiser from the Rebbe Pinchas Karitzer that there was a Yid Simchas Torah that wasn't dancing in Karitz. And the Rebbe Pinchas came over to him and said, what's the matter with you? Everybody's dancing. What are you standing there like that? So he says, ah, Rabbi, a person like me, dancing, hakafas, holding the Sefer Torah. Uh, so Rebbe Pinchas Karitz says, what are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? So he says, you know, Rabbi, it's very Nach Elul and Shoshana, Sesemichuvim, Kippers, Shanarabba. And and I'm and I realize that you know, so here I'm I'm, I'm carrying on this whole uh, tshuva thing, and Rabbi Bam is probably you know the day after Simchas Torah I'm going to be back to my old uh, my old tricks. So Pinchas Karitza whacked him across the face. <laughs> he slapped him across the face, and he said, "Listen to me." He said that which is a big thing, right? That's a chashuva thing. He said, "Listen to me." He said, <clears throat> and I'm sure many of you remember this. He said that if there, he said there was once a group of a group of Jewish boys that were taken away by Cossacks, by by Goyim, they were taken away and they were, they were put in some prison to rot, and they were locked up in these dungeons in these cells once a week for 15 minutes. Once a week for 15 minutes, the Goyim would let would let the Jewish boys. Take a walk in the in the courtyard of the prison, and at that time, when that would happen, all of the parents of the shtetl, all of the parents were on rooftops and treetops to be able to see just for just for five ten minutes to be able to, and the kid couldn't see them from such a place, but to be able to just see with a binocular something to take a look to see the, this one's Moshe, this one's Yankel, to be able to take a look. Would you tell such a parent? Would you tell one of those parents that it's not Kedai? So if if it's true that for most of the year we're locked up in these dungeons, in these dark basements of, of what? Of, of stupidity and of coldness and so on. Whatever a dungeon has in it, it has rats and scorpions and snakes, whatever each one's dungeon has. Even if it's true that we're locked up in such a place the whole year, you know what kind of nachas the Ben Shalom has when he sees a Jew walking around in the sunlight, even if it's for 15 minutes. For a few minutes a week, the Rebbe Shalom sees that he's, the Rebbe Shalom also stands on the rooftop, says, "There's my uncle, there's my Moshe." Fifteen minutes in the sunlight. So, Gavaldu, you think to be to be to have clarity, to know what the truth is, even for a few minutes, even if it's true that they throw you back into the cell. The Lakalapachas, you know that there's a world outside of the dungeon. You know that there's such a thing as being a Ben Aliyah, as being a Ben Aliyah. I have uh, one of the chaver that he tries to go. He tries to go each year. There's more than there's another one also. That, that, but to try to go each year to Israel to be able to sit in yeshiva for a few days. Now we all know about the concept of going to Israel to see the kids, mitzvah shem, and that's gevaldik, and to be able to, you know, there are people that they go to Israel so they could, you know, they drive around in a jeep and some, you know, on sand and you know, go, woo, this is Israel, this is sand. 
and then they want to go to different places, and it's all it's any any moment that's spent in Israel, every single penny that we spend in Israel is kodesh kadoshim. That's true. <clears throat> Even the Narish guy, we should we should we should do it all in Israel. I mean, it doesn't sound so good. I know that sentence, but at least I'm talking about not things that are, things that only up uh, in. Like, like, you know, riding around in the sand, or something. That's, that's okay. But at least the money spent and given to Jews, and it's who so desperately need the money, and to go to the restaurants and to stuff ourselves with schnitzel, and <clears throat> until you, until your mamish can't, until you, until you can't breathe. Good. More Jews get more money, Givaldi. But the idea of taking off, here a person is working the whole year, working so hard every single day, going to the city, and the whole, the whole mahalach, and you have you have two weeks off of the entire year, to, so you want to go to Israel. You want to see the, you want to see the children. You want to go to Israel. You want to be in Israel, but, but to spend to spend a week or two to spend time sitting in the base medrash, listening to shiurim, going having a chavrusa. So there's this thing inside that says, "What am I crazy? I could, I could do that in New York. What do I have to sit in some What do I have to sit in some building here in in, in Yushalayim with, with a gemara? There's a gemara in New York." I'm supposed to be here to, you know, to, to, to go around and this and that. Every single, every single adult could use some time to be a ben Torah, to be a ben yeshiva. And if it's not, if one can't go to Israel because of the limitations of finances or time or whatever, so then, so then at least. At least a person could take off a few days, or, or, or as I said last week, or, uh, last Friday, or at least on a Sunday for a few hours to be, to be a ben Torah, to be a ben Aliyah, to, to feel what it's to be, to remember what it's like to be back in the yeshiva, to feel. <clears throat> it's, it's. So then, I the person has to go back. Uh, you know, Monday he's back on the he's back on the Long Island Railroad or whatever, and he's heading like you know he's heading you know like whatever it is, 70, 80 miles an hour into the dungeon, heading back towards the dungeon. Yeah, but Al-Kalpanim, it's a different life when a person, when a person has those, those few minutes outside. And, and, and that's something that we're going to have a hard time explaining when we're 120. It's not going to, to say that, listen, you wanted me, what do you want? You wanted me to be Taka Chavetz You thought I was going to be, uh, I was going to be such a tzaddik. I don't know, I'm, I'm a Pasha to mensch. I'm not, I, I, and then why do you, you know, I have a panos, and I, have, I didn't have this kind of, I didn't come from that kind of a family. You know, all right, all of these things, Bekoshi, maybe we could work out with some good defense attorney in Shemayim. Bekoshi. But how come you couldn't take a couple of flights out of the, how come you couldn't get out of the dungeon? Not 15 minutes, not a day, not an hour. No one was stopping you. So we're going to say, my wife didn't want me to. Your wife didn't want me your wife, your wife didn't let you go for, for an hour someplace, or to go for, to sit in the Bismarck for a few hours? Everybody's going to still use the same terrorists. I mean, it's already it's not the mice of that terrorist. It doesn't go, you know. It's already thousands of years. It didn't work the first time. It ain't working now. So, uh, so, uh, so, Rabbi says that the ikkar is that when, even if a person has a little bit of time outside of the dungeon, you wake up in the shama. You wake up in the shama, and you have a taste for something better. You see that there's something better. And then even when you're in the dungeon and you're in those places, you, you have a sheaf, you have a shtaykakus, and the Balsham said that you are where you want to be in your mind. It says in Swamakadash of the Balsham, this Panayak brings down, the Taldas brings down from Balsham in many places. <clears throat> and the person where he wants to be and what he wishes to be in his sheaf is. But if a person never ever is outside the dungeon, so what are his sheaf is? 
What are the sheafas of a person inside the dungeon? That they should throw him, that they should throw him a, a, a piece of bread. That's the whole sheafas of many, many Orthodox people. All the sheafas, they should throw him a piece of bread. That's all. What does it mean a piece of bread? It's a piece of bread that has numbers on it and you can put it into the bank. But it's still a piece of bread. But in terms of, in terms of being out of the prison, that it's shaykh for me not to be imprisoned. That's why, that's why I've heard so many times. Yeah. Lincoln Town Car has a dome light on. Uh, I don't even know what that is. No, black Lincoln Town Car. Maybe seat in the back. No. Sky fans. You know, how many times, I don't know if any of you ever had this much show, but these are conversations I've had with, with people. So somebody, will, somebody will say, yeah, if I talk about Kedusha Seinayim, trying to, trying to have better eyes, not to look at the wrong things. So the way that many people, many people think is that, look, I'm not that kind of a person. If I don't do the wrong things, I deserve a big Yashakaya. But that I should, I should think of such a thing, if Kedusha Seinayim, that I should be the kind of a person that when I'm walking in the street and there's something that's not right, that I should be able to put my eyes uh, to turn away? Who am, I, who am I kidding? It's not me. This this is the biggest lie that the Sitra Achra sells to a Jew. These words, it's not me. And, and not only that, but if I would look away, I'd be a hypocrite. So if I want to be a nice, emistic, sincere Jew, I should look. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm a hypocrite. The only way to be the only way to be amistic is to be consistent. And since I've my whole life I've been looking at wrong things, so I want to be consistent. Huh? Yeah, there could be all kinds of svaras, all kinds of svaras that a person has, all kinds of svaras. But but to, to say who might this thought that this is not it's not really me to turn away. No, everything you've been doing in your life is not really you. All the years of looking is not really you. All the years of all the years of uh, of of conducting yourself in a way that's not according to the first sif and shulchan aruch. That's not that's not really you. Turning away is really you. But this is this is part of the this is part of the sales pitch of the sitra achra, to get a person to get a person to feel that I, I, and, and you know and then the person thinks I was the chilik and what happens if I talk at this time I look away so the next time I won't look away. So then, what, what's the what's the Indians? So then, what's the what have I accomplished? As if to say, as if to say that one that that there's nothing valuable to one myself. Who says there's nothing valuable to a moment of your shemayim? What does that mean? Where does a person have such a such a thought? Where does where do we get that from? It's like this thought that we have. Maybe people have from college. Like, why should I take why should I take psychology one? I'm not going to be a psychologist. So, I mean, that's not the same thing in Avodah Hashem. What does that mean? Why should I take Yer Hashemayim 1 if I'm not going to be a tzaddik? Why should I take? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not majoring in that. I'm not majoring in Yer Hashemayim. So why should I take, you know, why should I be distracted with, some, with, with this course? Why should, I, why should I look away this moment if I'm not majoring in Yer Hashemayim? I'm a guy, I'm a businessman, I'm, a, 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 I'm not, uh, not this kind of a person, I'm not some kind of a... a I'm not such an elechet tzaddik like we talk with people when we hear these stories, and so I, it's not true. Moshe Rabbeinu, Omer Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Yisrael, Atah Reis Ladas, Rabbi Shalom, you showed us to know, so that we should know. 
Hashem is Elokim, and there's nothing, nothing besides Hashem. This wasn't just said to Moshe Rabbeinu's Olam over there at Har Sinai. There's another thing that we. There's another thing that was so used to. This is such a this is such a crazy mistake that we're so used to making. Because we're because we've been so affected by our secular upbringings, by the way we were brought up, by the secular upbringing, because of that, so we read books and then we read Svarim. And we go back and forth. There's a safer, there's a book, there's a safer, there's a book. So when you read a book, when you read a book, so you read Lincoln makes the Gettysburg Address, and you say, wow, it's, it's beautiful. He said that to the, he said that to that Hever over there at that time. And we're so used to thinking that way, that we're so used to thinking that way. Like if you have to look at a textbook nowadays, if you're in school, if you're a student in college, and it's 2002, and like I mentioned last week, and your textbook is from 2001, you're like a low Yitzlach. Why? Because the guy in 2002 was talking to New Island. And you're part of the New Island. And the guy in 2001 was talking to, they already over those people. They are already in the nursing home. The people from 2001. So we have, even though we, don't, we know that that's ridiculous, and the terrorists from Hasina, and every one of us knows that that's not true, but you'd be surprised how that affects us. You think you open up a Chumash, you open up, or a say, any safer, and you say, well, you know, this is uh, so long time ago, Things have changed. It's not the same, and, and then I don't feel that it's speaking to me. It's talking to me. So he says the Meishu wasn't only talking. Meishu there's no such things. You never saw like a chumash that says in it the 2001 edition, and then the, and this year there's a new chumash. There's a new chumash. It's the same chumash, <clears throat> and and if you think that it's you think that it's any less that it's any less relevant to your life or person you look you look in the Kedusha's life you saw the bar so but did you live but did you live two hundred years ago? No. And you look and, and and you think it's not the same, the, you think that Sadiq's not talking to you Mamish this minute. Now is he talking to you in Tavshin Samar Gimel, he's talking to you this very second that you're learning it, that Sadiq is talking to you. Because the Sadiq the Sadiq saw that you were going to need to look into the into that safer on this day, Yud Bais Khashvan, Tavshin Samagil. And he wanted you to see that exact Torah that he that he wrote for you. That's how it is. We're not dealing here with we're not dealing here with a with with a, a curriculum or, or or some course. Why? He says because he, he says Ket Torah The Torah is eternal. Moshe is our leader right now. Moshe is talking to us now, and we have to do. Everything we can't understand. What's what's our Rebbe telling us? What's Moshe Rabbeinu telling us? And even now he says, is calling out to every Jewish heart and soul. What's Moshe Rabbeinu saying? And if we would appreciate that, when you come to a Shabbos, so we're going to read tomorrow as Hashem, we're going to read Parshas Leich Lecha. And Vayoyim Hashem Avram Leich Lecha. And the Baruch tells Avram Avinu Leich Lecha. And if we would learn the Pesach the way we're supposed to learn it, we would understand that the Baruch is telling each and every one of us Leich Lecha. That it's not some nice, beautiful story. What can we learn from the story? It's more than what we can learn from the story. It's more than that. It's that the... It's that the the Baruch Shalom is talking to each and every one of us now. And when it comes Davke to Parshas Leich Lecha, at this time in our lives, 
that Hashem is telling us those words. And Moshe Rabbeinu is chazering with us, not because it's something that was a long time ago that he's telling us over, and we could think about and say, wow, such an important lesson I can learn. It's more than that. It's that we're mamish being told. When you have a kriyasatar from a certain yantiv, so you come, oh, here we go again, Shara Kesav is, you know. You come to a yantiv, and there's a kriyasatar from a yantiv, means that the Baruch Shalom is talking to you this second, and, and this day of, of Sukkot, this day of Shemitzeros, of Shavuos, this day, this is, this is, the Baruch Shalom is talking to us right now, of what we need to do, what we need to think about this moment. So most of us have this general thought, that Hashem exists in heaven, Mechutzalanu. Outside of us. And I've mentioned many times the, the, this thing about, you know, we think of God being in heaven and we turn our eyes towards heaven and we... There is such an need to turn one's eyes to Shema, but that's for his iris. That's not, that's not because we think that God lives in, in the sky someplace. But it's always, it's always there's this thought that, that God is there. God is there. God is never here. God is always there. It's Mechut Salonu. He says, this thought that, there, that God is out there someplace... This is not enough to be a Jew. That's what it means. You showed us that we should know that there's nothing besides you. That we should see. Not that we should have this vague belief that there's a God, but that nearer that we should see and we should experience, we should feel, I say, that's the point. And even you, he says to the to the person reading the Sefer, Talmud Vosik, A little bit you've seen to know this. And even though you don't see the way that the, the Nevi'im and the great Tzaddikim were able to experience the Shekhin of Hashem Mamish before their eyes, Next page. <coughs> she says, And you should know this day. And this day means this day that you're living. And to draw this into your heart. There is nothing else. So what does it mean? Bring this back to your heart. Bring this into your heart. You can't just say, well, what do you mean? Like I said, like I, like I said the, by, two weeks ago by Kedusha's Levi, we were talking about the Maisha from the, when the, when the, when the, the of his father-in-law had tainas, how come he's going all the time to Mezuch? Why do you have to go to Mezuch? He says that the Bedich of his father-in-law was very rich. They so said, I'll buy you all this for him. You can read anything you want, but you have to go, what do you have to go to Mezuch? To, to the Mezuch of Magid. So, <clears throat> what did you, what did you learn in Mezuch? So the Bedich said, I, I learned that, I learned that God exists. So he, so he went crazy, this Shver. That's why you leave the family for, for months at a time and run to Mezuz. He calls in, he calls in the, the maid, and he says, Whatever, Chayla, does God exist? So she says, of course God exists. 
She says, thank you, go, go ahead, go away. She says, this is why you have to do the measures? Even Chayla the maid knows that God exists. So, so says the God, so, she, so the Bidish says, she says it, I know it. That's what she says that God exists, but I know that God exists. Atah das means that most of us say that God exists. Because we've been saying that since somebody first took the yarmulke on their heads and said, say Maidani or something. So you've been saying that. If you think about it deeply, to a large extent we're running on that first Maidani or, or that first that first um, or the first Shema Yisrael. Of course, God, of course God exists. I'm the same person that I've been saying God exists for a long time. But when it comes down to it, you have to make choices, and they're, and they're very serious choices, then sometimes God doesn't exist so much. Sometimes God doesn't exist. God, God, is, God exists when it comes to saying Shema Yisrael and doing the stuff that you were doing since you were a kid. But if, something, if there's something really, really difficult that comes up, then maybe for that, maybe then God doesn't exist. God forbid. So, means take the very same words that you've been saying your entire life. And bring it into your heart. That Hashem, that there's a Baruch law. That there's a Baruch law. Like the Badichva said when he gathered all the Jews together, that uh, whatever it was, that Tuesday in Badichva. And uh, he told them, don't forget, Yidin, that there's a God. What do you mean, don't forget there's a God? Can you imagine if we would say that at the Shabbos table tonight? Everybody's waiting to hear the latest of our Torah. You know, to hear some good vart. They say, children, what I want to tell you this Shabbos is that, is that there's a God. You know, they would just, you know... They'd look, first, they'd look at mommy like, you know... <laughs> is daddy going through one of those things? <laughs> What's wrong with daddy? And she'd probably be looking at you also. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Pass the kogel. What's the pshat? Keshev hulukim, keshev hulukim. Bichlal don't know what it means, his bindingness. In America, there's, in America, when it comes to music, there's something that's called a medley. You know what it means, a medley? Like they have, they have all these, they have all these, uh, they have all these dumb tapes with medleys, medleys, medleys. Chasna medley number 10. Chasna medley number 10. And then, you know, all these guys, they're, they're meddling the whole day, they're meddling. It's just about... I remember when I was when I was a kid, how it struck me. I once told this to you. There's a yid from Queens, a really very fine Talmud Chacham, who, 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 who I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Who took myself and a chaver of mine, this chaver lives next to He took us. In those days, it was very unusual to go simchas beis You didn't have like the, you didn't have these class trips from the, from you know from from Queens to Williamsburg or Bar Park. That, that came that started maybe 20 years ago, where people liked to go and it became like a thing to go. When, I, when, when, we, when we were kids, we didn't have such a thing. But this year, yeah, I remember we, we went we went to the Stalin of Bismedrish. I don't remember whether it was in Williamsburg and Borough Park. We went to the Stalin of Bismedrish. And the dancing, it was, it was great dancing. And, um, and in those days, it was totally like, it was totally uncommercialized. It's hard to explain. It wasn't like a thing. It wasn't a chavaya for people to come. And it, was, it, was, it was just it. And I and I remember, I remember saying to him, turning to this Talmud Chacham, I was with my friend, we were kids, and I said, "Don't they know any other song?" <laughs> it was one, it was one niggin for two hours. And I, and I remember he looked at me like with such like Rachmanis. <laughs> he looked at me, says, "Like you know, we'll, we'll talk about this. We're going to talk about it." We just, we just don't get it. The whole life is a melody over here. 
the whole object of it, that, that whole that whole thing of that whole genre of music, the whole mitzvah is only a medley because the, because they should all be well all those nice people that that uh, that make those tapes. I don't mean anything against them, but the whole the whole Yiddish kite is a medley. The whole Yiddish kite is a medley. We'll go to like another thing now. Now then we have to go. Uvini Malkeini Shabbos. You know, one thing to the next. But then you hold on to a niggin <coughs> and a niggin and niggin. The chlal nowadays without words. If it's a niggin without words, it's already a loyutzach. Unless it's good for dancing. If it's good for dancing, maybe could, maybe we could rescue it. You know. But an emesdik and nigan, and to be able to and to be able to focus on a nigan and what it means and to stay with something, and to fill it with that thought of Hashem Hu Lukim, Hashem Hu Lukim. Nimali Kalam, Soviv Kalam, Hashem, you fill all worlds and you surround all worlds. Nimali Kalam and Soviv Kalam, Nimali Kalam, Soviv Kalam, and for an hour, for two hours to hold on to it. But we don't have that way of thinking. We can't think like that. How can you think like that? The whole supper only takes eight minutes. So you're supposed to hold on to the Malakal Sovkal you're supposed to have for fifteen minutes of thought. To hold on to something. What Kashemalukim? Kira'ina. Mahiya Raada Shabilibhala Shem Shukoshala Tayra. He says, Look, look. What is this trembling in your heart for Hashem? And this longing that you have for Torah, mitzvahs, or tefillah, mitzvahs, that you want to really be Mekai mitzvahs, and you want the real davening. And you know that sometimes you have this thought. You know that you think, he says to the Bacher, you think, wouldn't it be nice? It really would be nice if I would be a tzaddik. I would like to be a tzaddik. And it would be nice if I would be close to Hashem, like the tzaddikim, Hashem, and I hear stories. It would be nice. Put in the word for his aid there. It would be nice if my davening was like Kozhen Samagid's davening. You know, Kozhen Samagid... Kozhen Samagid had a leg that was that was uh, totally totally uh, dysfunctional. His leg, he had a short he had a short a leg that didn't grow, and he was an unbelievable baliyasur. And he, most of the, most of his life he was lying in bed. He was learning and everything. He was even speaking to people in bed. He was a tremendous baliyasur, Kozhen Samagid. He was sick from the time he came to the world. He was sick. <clears throat> they had to carry him into davening. They used to carry Kozhen Samagid into Bismedrish. And and when they would carry Kozhen Samag to Bismedrish, as they came through the door, he would scream out, Matayva Alacha, he would jump off the chair. And from the from the first, from Matayva until the last Kaddish, jumping in on that on that back and forth, on that on that short leg. Kozhen Samagid. The Tvilis of, of the Kozhen Samagid. So he says, no. He would lie. He says, "You know that you think it would be nice if you daven like Kozhen Samagid Lamoshel. Vinis Dabakti, Vinis Achadati, B'Taharel Yoynal Yada." And I would like to feel that attachment and that pureness, that pure attachment to, to a higher way of life, like these Sadiqim experienced with their davening. 
Libcha kol kach mizdazeve kol guvcha mefarikis mitshuka zu. You feel your entire heart shaking, your body trembling from this shuka, from this longing to 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 know what it's like to serve Hashem like these tzaddikim. Ashikedis keish bechol is burning like a fire inside of me. I am kol elabacha. Where do these come from? Where does this shuka come from? It might pass in a moment, but where do you get this shuka from? The reason you get this is because you're standing in the presence of Hashem. And your soul knows that. And therefore from time to time you feel this tremendous longing. You feel your heart melting. He says, all you have to do is to return to your own heart and to think about your own heart and to know and to remember this feeling. And you will know, Ki Hashem Hulukim, this moment, Ki Hashem Hulukim. But not just that you'll say that Hashem is Hulukim, but you'll know that Hashem is Hulukim. Avamayshu Rabbeinu Amar, Loi Rakfi Adatish Hashem Hulukim Bashamayim. Of course, in the Rebbe's other svarim, especially in Hachshoros Avreichim, the Rebbe develops these things and teaches more advanced techniques of how to meditate. But remember, we always have to remember that this Sefer was written for Bachram. This was not written for the next level. The next level, Akshar Savreichim, which is something we'll come to afterwards, in Akshar Savreichim, in Mavo Hasharim, there he teaches us Ba'arichas, at great length, techniques of how to meditate and how to think and how to return to the heart and to be able to awaken these kind of thoughts. But the Rebbe warned over and over again that we're not allowed to learn this that safe until we go through Chavis HaTalmidim. And here he's talking to us at the beginning, at the beginning. But let's look more at this. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us now not just to know that Hashem is a Lekim Shamayim out there. Even down here below. There's nothing, only Hashem. That's the Ikr. Liraiz Viladas, to see and to know. Shagamlamata Baris, that even here in this world, in your life. Because then again, a person thinks Baris means you shall I. No, it means right here. There is nothing besides Hashem and His Kedusha. And how can a person say this? If at the very same time in his heart there is another God. There's a foreign God in his heart. The same time that he's saying that there's only God. How can he say this? If they say it, while he's saying it, there's a foreign God. There's something else going on. Lagmorai Maris. Eze El Zar, What is this foreign God? What do you mean there's another God inside a Jew? That's the Yetzahar. How could a person say, Yisrael, I'm a Jew. And I'm an Eved Hashem, I serve Hashem. If there's some other God inside of you, your Yetzahar, which you serve, and Shemeya, and you listen to, and you fulfill its wishes. 
Make up your mind. Either Hashem is everything, or He's not. How could you approach Hashem and saying, Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu? When you say these words, Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu, you're saying this mamish in Hashem's presence. You're saying it directly to Hashem. That Hashem Elokeinu, that you're Hashem, our God. And in your heart, at that moment, God forbid, there's an El Zar, there's another God, the Eight Sahara, which is Miskane, which is, which is making its noises. The Elav Chasasholam is Atzma Machnia. And to that Yet Sahara, to that other God, you Machnia yourself. You're saying Hashem Hulukim, you're saying Borchta Hashem Hulukim Elachoilam. But even the way that you're saying it is, by, is because the way that you're saying those words is in response to the Yetzirah telling you, get over with this thing quickly. She's saying, Baruch Hashem You're talking directly to Hashem is Baruch. But the words themselves are coming out in such a garbled way that, that half the time if you're saying Hashem, you're not even pronouncing the shame properly. You're not even pronouncing the shame. You're not even saying Hashem's name properly. You're speaking to Hashem, you're not even saying, you're not even calling Him by His name. You wouldn't do that to a chaver. Your friend's name, your, 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 your friend's name is, uh, you know, it was Avram, but you're going to say, hey, how you doing? No, no. You wouldn't say that to a friend. To say this so we know the Maish of Medish, a friend would understand, the Baruch Shalom does understand, even when we mumble. Those are very beautiful stories. And we have to mechazak ourselves all the time. Afal Pichain. We don't say the Shem Hashem properly. You listen, half the Balit Tefillah. Myself also when I die, you know, if I when I die. We don't say that. We don't say that. And if you, if you and now about tefillah is being careful, that's his best. And you hear, you hear about tefillah, even the brachas no more. Brachas no more. You can't even hear the. You don't even hear the comments here. <clears throat> so uh, where does that come from? And rushing through the words and so on. Besides the practical problems that we have with davening, but. But even when we're saying the we're saying after Hashem we're already we're listening to the Yitzhar that says that the Ikkah is to get over with this. So we're we're machnia to which is a foreign god. So 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 the Rebbe says that it's really a hard thing. We're talking to Hashem and at the same time we're listening to another god. We're listening to the you know you're making a bracha. If we would make in one day at least a few good brachas, how do we make the brachas? To say the brachas, and you teach the children to make their brachas properly. You say you should make the bracha. Every one of us should be telling the children to make the brachas out loud, to say them properly, to pronounce the words. And what about us? And you make a bracha. You say to make a bracha. Bracha Hashem alkeinu melachalim shakav. It's bichlal with that. It's like just stop. The words are mumbled. If we wouldn't, we don't even stop and think about bracha Hashem alkeinu. What does it mean? Very praise. What does it mean to burn a fascist rabbis a chassan? What does it mean ala ala mechia to make a bracha and to say? So he says zehu ikka. This is the ikka. Shetigareishes ha'el zar to drive out from within yourself, <clears throat> at least for the time, for the moment, to try to drive out the that other god, the Yitzhar Mekirbecha. I'm not asking you, I'm not demanding that you completely eliminate the Yetzirah in one shot. I know 
that that's not how it works. Tashkim is yimotzei tar that you're going to wake up one morning and find yourself completely pure. Mikol shemitz v'choli, you're not going to have any yitzhar in you. Everything's going to be fine. Ze'iyev shet's not possible. Rakshal kolponim tashkil b'avados chazu. At least begin the avoda. He says, Taschil, begin, but give yourself over completely to it. Now, that sounds like a contradiction. The Rebbe just got finished telling us, I know you're not going to wake up one morning and become a Biyat And you have to go slowly. And you have to work at it. But he says, but look, but in the same sentence he says, I want you to only begin, but I want you to be completely given to it. What does that mean? To what can this be compared? Lamelok Shahiz Ganev Oivai Uvovis Kanin Baramainai. This can be compared to a king who has an enemy who has an enemy who has been able to somehow infiltrate into the palace. Vahoyim Sarha Armon Yus Amait Bekal Kaikhil Garishis Haoyev. If the if the Sarha Armon, if the if the minister who's in charge of the palace does everything that he can, you know, they have information, they've received information, they know that they know that the enemy is somehow infiltrated. So if the Sarha Arman, if the minister in charge of the palace does whatever he's able to call to drive out the enemy, to find the enemy and get rid of him, no matter even if it takes a long time, the king's not going to get angry. And the king's not going to fire him. Not only that, the, the, the king will do whatever he can to help the Tsar, the to help him in his work. And if, and if one section or one wing, they were able to at least know that they were able to drive out that Oyev, the enemy that he's had to hide from that area, good, then the king will go in that area. And the king will be proud of the Sahar Armon, even though we only have one tenth of the palace back, whatever, or one fifth. But at least, at least, at least my my servants have have what have have taken back this room. And the king goes to that room. But if the minister, if this, if the guy there is 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 is, is, is not, he's lazy, he's not doing anything. He's not fighting. He's not in any. He's not involved in the in, in this in this war, in the effort to get to the guy. And then even worse than that, what happens if the king begins to suspect? The king knows that that what that his own sar. That his own minister is in contact with the Oyev, with the enemy, and is taking orders from the enemy. Tikad the king will be filled with, with a fiery anger. he'll say, you traitor. You conspire, you traitor. As dirasi masarta? You gave over my palace to the enemy. Not only that, but you not only that, but you what? You've come to terms with him. You've accepted him. You made sholem with him. How can you even come talk to me? You're my king. And I serve only you. You hear the, the marshal? It's an unbelievable marshal. 
As a nimshal betach atam yatsachem even. The nimshal, for sure you understand the nimshal on your own. Guv chav nishmazcha ha'arman shla'ein saif. Your body and your soul is the palace of the infinite king, of the infinite one. Asha bayishkain. And it's supposed to belong completely to the infinite one. But the enemy of the king, the Yitzhahara, has infiltrated. And his You're the balabas of your own body and your own neshama. I can imagine how angry the king will be. Not only do you allow this enemy, the Yitzhahara, to continue, to continue in, inside of you, you made peace with him. You're in communication with him. You, you submit to him. The Eilav Tishman, you listen to his orders. Yitzayf, the king will get angry. You traitor. In other words, the king is saying, listen, if you're conducting a room-to-room search, and you're trying, the king says, even if it takes 50 years, I'm with you. Clear out one room, we'll move into this room. Clear out the next room, we'll move into the next room. If it takes 50 years, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you take back the palace. And you can see, and you can, and even though you still have those various, and you still have problems with your midas and your, and your learning and your davening, you can still come to me and say, Malki Velokai, you are my king. And you can still say, Baruch Ato Hashem. But, but if, you're, if you're together with the enemy, and you don't even care, and then you come to me, then you come to say, then you, and you come to tell me, therefore one can begin to be on that on the side of the king, and to go, take your whole life, room by room, but to work, but to work, working on the Midas, working in the Machshavish, like Tiena, Bore, Refish, it shouldn't be a filthy board, a filthy pit. Avoid Nabuchalibcha, with all of your heart, work on taking back the palace. The Kadesh Aisa, your thoughts and your, and your Midas. Hamlech is Hashem make Hashem king over you, over your Midas and over your thoughts. That you're committed to be on the side of the king. And it's true that sometimes the Yitzhar gets the better of you. That's because the enemy was able to make some, was able to, 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 to infiltrate into that room, but you're trying to fight him off. You don't want that to be. You want to want to speak and to think only of this. Just this last paragraph. The entire ability of an Ish Yisraeli, of a Jew, to drive out the Ra from within him. To transform yourself from Ra to Toiv. To sanctify yourself. With the three choice that Hashem gave us. Animals have no choice. But Hashem gave each each one of us to make this choice to be on the side of the king. God forbid to make Shalom of the enemy. And making Shalom doesn't mean that you that you. 
doesn't make you want to. It means it means that you marshal means that you accept that this is what you, you know you accept these affairs as part of your life. You accept. What do you mean you accept these affairs as part of your life? It means you're making shalom with the Yitzhar. That's what it means. You accept. The person says, I don't dive in Bitsiba. What does that mean? I don't dive in Bitsiba. I don't dive in the minion. You want to say, I'm trying, I want to. In the meantime, I'm only making it once every two weeks. Say it. But no, no, I, I, I don't, I don't dive in the minion. I had people in the Shem shops. Oh, I don't, I don't wear tzitzis. What's that? What you mean you don't wear tzitzis? You mean you? you means you, you signed some contract with the with the Sitra that says you're not from the tzitzis wearers in the world. What the hell does that mean? No, I don't wear tzitzis. Or, or it comes to, no, I, 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 I go to movies. No, I watch. I, I'm one of those Jews. I'm in that type. What's that even mean? Either it's Neveir or it's not. Either it's a mitzvah or it's a Neveir. What is it? If it's wrong, then you can say, I have a type, I have a problem. In the meantime, I'm struggling. What's the pshat? I'm one of those people. I do that. I, this, I'm one of the people. I do that. What do you mean you do that? And if you would say, I'm one of those people. I beat up my son every night at, at 8 o'clock. I'm one, I'm, I, I do that. I beat up my son. I, I, that's what I do. Said that. And anybody would say, you, you, you know, you should be taken to jail. But the president allowed to say, no, I'm one of those, I go, I swim with, 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 uh, with Moshe's wife. That's what I do, I do that. I go to the club, I do that. What do you mean you do that? Bush and a if you do it. You want to you want, you want say you do it, but I'm trying to take back the room. I'm trying to take it back. I don't want to do it. It's a problem. I was raised this way, it's difficult, I don't know how. You know, I, but I'm trying to take back the room, Bastam, to make Sholem like that, to make Sholem, Sholem Al-Anavshi, this is what I do. What, we, we think that there are like categories like that? That you could like sign up for different Averis? <laughs> and that I belong to this, you know, this Averis, I do that? What do you mean you do that? When it comes to Lashonara, ah, what am I going to do? I talk Lashonara, I talk in Shul, I do that, I talk in Shul. I'm not, I'm not a Balmadre. What do you mean you talk in shul? I want to say it's a bad thing. I don't want to. I have to try to win back that room. But to say, I, I talk in shul? What kind of thing is that? Bush and How can you say any of that? You, you do another. You, and now that, it's not even. It's not even. person doesn't even feel bad. It's chalal not with any. That's not, so he's marshalling with the ayah. He just makes with the enemy that this is it. This is it. If someone said, Do you believe that according to Allah that's the best thing to do? He'd probably say, No. I, I know it says someplace in one of the books you're not supposed to do. But. but, but what am I going to do? This is, you know, this is who I am. That machshava, that way of thinking, that mahalach, is making shalom to the enemy. The way that a Jew thinks, everybody says, it, it could take time, it's okay. But the thought has to be, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this room back. I'm fighting for the king. I'm not happy with this situation of talking in shul. It's not good. I don't want to be this way. I don't know how to get out of it, whatever, but I, but I, but I want to take the room back. That's what the Rebbe is saying. That's what Bechira means. But the Rebbe says that if you want to make a choice, you have to be able to rise above the whole thing to make a choice. You have to see that you have to see both sides. But if you're stuck in that place, you can't. If you're inside of it, you can't make a choice. Because you don't even see the other side. If we if, if we say over this whole shit to somebody who, who, who's not a Baal Bechira, he doesn't see he doesn't see it all. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You mean I, you're saying that I should be at You're saying that I shouldn't talk in davening? Whatever. It's not even it's not even an issue of Bechira. It's the Bechalal I shouldn't look at the lady in the street. It's not that's Bechalal. I do that. You don't understand. So how do you say you're a Baal Bechira? You have Bechira. I have Bechira not to beat up my kid at eight o'clock. But I don't have Bechira not to do that. 
he's not a Baal Bechira. If you're not a Baal Bechira, so then you don't have a. The king can be telling you, do this, do that. And you say, it's not, you got the wrong guy. I'm, not, I'm just not the guy. Hashem's <clears throat> should help us that we should just remember that we're Baal Bechira and we should be able to rise above that place to see and to conquer back more rooms for, for, for Malach Malachim Lachim. <laughs>